Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, we have indie wrestling sensation Stunt Marshall. We also have the young professor Matt Grafer. But we're going to kick off with this special guest. Hey everybody, this is WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler, and you are listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. Oh, that's right. The Duke, the King, what could be better than this? In fact, you know something? Before we get to any of that stuff, here is a special message from another king. King Booker! Hey, what's up, guys? This is Booker T, six-time world champion. Yes, I will be appearing at the River City Wrestling Con Sunday, June 12th in Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Q&A going down, guys. So get your questions ready. Don't miss out. Don't get shut up. And I'll see you there. Folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Well, Jerry the King Lawler, we know that this weekend, you're going to be at the River City Wrestling Con down in Jacksonville, Florida. Of course, folks, you can grab your tickets at RiverCityWrestlingCon.com. And I, I wonder, King, what can the fans expect from you uh, just from a general standpoint? When you go to these wrestling cons, and especially this weekend, what can we expect from you? Well, uh, I really don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to find out what I'm going to expect from the fans in Jacksonville. I haven't been in Jacksonville in a long time. Jacksonville's a great wrestling town. A lot of a lot of great fans down there. So uh, I'm just looking forward to some spontaneous fun things happening down there. Of course, you're going to be there to sign autographs, take pictures, and and just talk wrestling with everybody. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, I love the fact that you flipped that question right back on me. It's like, well, what can we expect from you? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to expect from you. <laughs> yeah, you know, King. This is what I'm talking about. You are a witty guy hilarious guy. And the folks who meet you in person, they always talk about just how sharp you are, how funny you are, which is really interesting because through the years, you're also known as being a pretty tough and brutal guy in the ring. I mean, you'll get down and dirty, you'll brawl. When I think of Jerry the King Lawler, of course, I have to mention the match that you had with Kerry Von Erich at Super Clash. I mean, legitimately one of the wildest, craziest matches ever. And even the finish was just a crazy finish there. Blood and guts in the whole nine yards there. How do you turn it off, Jerry? How do you go from being the the uh, rough and tumble guy in the ring that's ready to throw fists when he has to? And then you switch over to this hilarious, mischievous, fun guy, uh, normal conversation, even on commentary. How do you switch back and forth like that? Well, I mean, that, you know, that's part of this. That's part of this business. That's part of any kind of sports. I mean, you know, uh, I, I'm a huge Cleveland Browns football fan. And, you know, I, I sit there and go to the game sometimes and down on the sidelines and I see these guys smashing into each other, and running for touchdowns and intercepting passes and everything. 
Then I go back and t- talk to them, visit with them in the locker room, and they're totally different guys, you know. And that's it's pretty much the same with wrestling. I mean, you you're, you when the when the camera turns on, uh, you become uh, at least in my case, become the king. I'm not the king all the time. Emma, girls. <laughs> no, you're supposed to say yes, I am. <laughs> oh, I said I'm not. Anyway, but no, it's it's a, it's a different uh, you know it's it's a different thing. You talk about the Kerry Von Erich match, though. Um, Gosh, I I think back on that match at Superclash. That was without a doubt. Every time I talk about it, I tell people that was the bloodiest match I've ever been in in my life. And I've been in a lot of bloody matches. And it was that that one was uh, without a doubt. I mean, Kerry was bleeding from head to toe. I mean, that's you know that's why they actually stopped the match and awarded me the match because he was was bleeding so bad. And uh, I I'll never forget. I think that may have been in the days anybody ever even thought about AIDS or anything like that. But I was I was lying on the mat on my back, and he was over me with the with the you know the von Erich claw on me, and blood was just like pouring like a faucet out of the top of his head in, into my face, into my mouth. It was everything. It was just a it was it was a gruesome match. It really was. Well, it's interesting, King, because you were at Hell in the Cell this past weekend, and. You know, the big story in wrestling is Cody Rhodes showing up with that torn pectoral muscle and people's reaction to that. They were shocked. They were shocked Cody Rhodes would would wrestle with such an injury and what have you here. But as you and I are talking, when you had that match against Kerry Von Erich at Super Clash, although that was the bloodiest match you had ever been involved in, that was just one of many that you and your peers, especially during the time period, you guys are doing this sort of thing on a regular basis, right? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, and, and it's, uh, people don't realize that it's it's a normal occurrence still, still, still to this day. Not the blood, but, I mean, guys wrestling hurt. Uh, I, I've talked about this on the, on the pre-show, on the kickoff show, before the pay-per-view, but this was actually before I had seen um, – Cody's, you know, his torn peck and, and, and how bad it really was. But I, I told the people that night, I said, it reminds me of a match I was fixing to have against Lumberjack Joe LaDuke. Do you remember that guy? How could I ever forget one of the scariest wrestlers in the history of the industry, Joe LaDuke? You know, he used to cut himself on national TV, like literally take an axe and slice himself with it. I'll never forget Joe. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was a monster. Well, he and I were fixed to have a match in Louisville, Kentucky, and the dressing rooms were downstairs, and they had just rung the bell, for, for and I was fixing to go up and make my entrance. And he, I, I looked back at Joe, and he jumped up there with, like, water pipes. It was down in the basement of the of the Louisville Gardens, and there were these water pipes along the top of the ceiling there. And Joe jumped up and grabbed the water pipe and was going to do a couple of pull-ups just to, like, get himself a, a last-minute pump in his arms. And when he did, I heard a snap. It almost sounded like a gun going off. And I looked when he was pulling up, his his um, bicep on his right arm popped and just rolled up into to his shoulder like a window shade. And everybody just looked, and I said, oh, my God, Joe, somebody get to call the ambulance. We've got to get him to the hospital. And he said, no, get me to the ring. And he just tore his bicep. He went out to the ring and kicked my ass all over the place. So I, I knew that, you know, it was still possible to compete when you're, when you have a torn pectoral or a torn bicep and that sort of thing. But that kind of stuff and still does, but that used to happen all the time. Guys competing hurt like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, it surprises me that people are so shocked to see Cody compete with the Torn Peck because of the history, because of what I grew up watching, because of the the stuff that you and your peers were doing, say, in Memphis wrestling. I mean, to this day, everyone still talks about Memphis wrestling. You have entire wrestling promotions all over the world who still book based on the type of booking philosophy that you and your peers were utilizing, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, the stuff still holds up. It still endures to this day, King. You're right, Duke. It does endure mainly because of, uh, you know, YouTube and things like that. But wrestling has changed so much. And I, I hear that so often, you know, especially at like, like these wrestle cons and that sort of thing. Yeah, people that, that's all people come up to me and say is, man, wrestling's really changed. It's just not the same. And I, I, I just tell everybody, yeah, wrestling has changed, but society changed. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we live in a TikTok society now. Nobody, nothing can hold anybody's attention for longer than 15 seconds. And so that's why the matches these days are just like guys are going out there and doing all this acrobatic moves. Everything has to be one one high spot after another to keep the people's attention these days and that's uh and especially when you're doing a live tv show you know you're you're doing everything you can to keep the people from changing the channel because now you got 500 channels on on uh, you know your cable tv or or streaming channels and all this kind of stuff so it's a, it's it's the business has changed in that respect it's it's harder to tell a story in a match because you just don't have time you just had to go out there and do you know, just uh, one, like I said, one high spot after another to keep the people's attention. Flippy, dippy, peanut butter, skippy. That's what I call it, King. It's all nonsense, okay? These guys, they, they don't want to tell a story. They want to do the latest flippy move. They want to up the ante. They want to jump off of a ladder. They want to jump off of a building. They want to jump off of a, a off of Mars, Okay, and do the little flippy move. It literally makes no sense to me. I don't understand it. Let me tell you something. Jerry the King Lawler, okay, you could take that singlet that you're wearing. You take that singlet, you pull that strap down, and you put up your fist, the crowd would go absolutely crazy because they knew, okay, you know what? This guy is done wrestling. He is going to fight now because he's done putting up with the nonsense. He's hulking up. It's time to really get down to the action here. And that was a high spot. That is a Jerry Lawler high spot. And to think all you had to do was pull a singlet down, pull that strap down, put up your fist, and that was enough to get the crowd crazy. Now you see a Canadian destroyer. You see all these little flippy-dippy, peanut butter-skippy moves, the dive here, dive there, people breaking their necks and what have you. And it's like, it's not enough because they keep up in the ante. And it's really just ridiculous because... I always thought pro wrestling was supposed to at least look like, supposed to at least simulate a fight. I mean, am I, am I wrong about this? I've been in a few fights in my life, and I've seen a lot of fights out on the street. I mean, sometimes even on the news, you'll see people fighting or whatever. And I've never once seen somebody stop in the middle of a fight and climb up on something and turn a flip and try to flip off and land on the, whoever they're fighting. You know, that just that that to me just kind of uh i don't know it makes you it asks you to suspend your disbelief a little too much i mean it really is exactly what you said it's very difficult to suspend your disbelief when you're watching someone just do 
nonsensical things like jumping off of a tall structure onto someone who's supposed to stand there, watch somebody climb, watch your opponent climb up to a tall structure and just stand there and wait for them to land on you, as opposed to doing the most logical thing you could possibly do, which is get the hell out of the way. It's just crazy. But, you know, let's talk to everybody in, in, in some of the language that the young folk can really understand. OK, because Jerry, the King Lawler, he's on Twitter, you know, over one point four million followers. And a little birdie told me that King Jerry Lawler dot com, King Jerry Lawler dot com. That is the website you're going to do a, a major remodel and it's coming up soon. It's going to relaunch with all new content. I know there's going to be some art and what have you on top of that. I mean, that's that's the rumor going around, Jerry. So I need the exclusive now, brother. Is that true? Are, are you going to relaunch the website? That is true. Uh, I have recruited two lovely young ladies who are whizzes at social media, and they just say that they're going to go in and and uh, give a whole reboot to my my website. And we're going to have a lot of stuff available on there. I get a lot of people asking about art commissions, uh, especially now that we're doing a, a lot of comic cons and, and wrestle cons and that sort of thing. And so uh, we're fixing to start having a, a spot on my website where I can do some art commissions and, and just all sorts of things. It's going to be a lot of exciting things that are going to be happening there. But, you know, you talk about all the followers and all that stuff. And that's, that's another thing. That's all everybody's interested in, followers, followers. How many followers do I have? And I I say, I tell everybody, if you really get down the brass tacks and look at it, you know, having a lot of followers on social media is about like being rich at Monopoly. In the, in the long run, I don't, I, I don't really know. I mean, of course, like, you know, you can get up in multi-millions of followers and be an influencer and get paid for every tweet that you put out there. But, you know, it, uh, I don't think any of us in the normal world are, are doing that right now. Amen to that. Amen to that. A hundred percent here. I mean, I don't think we're going to see Jerry the King Lawler doing any uh, TikTok dance and getting paid millions for it. You never know. You never know. You could start a new trend there, King. You know, you wear the wear the uh, crown and, and wear the robe and who knows? You could do the Renegade dance or something like that. Maybe the Renegade twins who are going to be at the River City Wrestling Con. Maybe they could show you how to do it there. But listen, folks, seriously, you got to check out Jerry the King Lawler and so many other great stars, Hall of Famers, stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow at the River City Wrestling Con. Again, June 11th and 12th, Jacksonville, Florida, rivercitywrestlingcon.com. Get your tickets ahead of time. You're going to save 10 bucks if you buy it ahead of time. You're running out of time, folks. If you go to the door, the price goes up. Try to get it before Saturday so you can see folks like the king. Not only are you going to get to see the king, but, man, there are just tons of other superstars that are going to be on hand. I'm looking forward to seeing some of my old friends that I haven't seen in a long time myself. So it's going to, it's going to be a great uh, few days down there. Have you subscribed to the Panera Bread Unlimited Sip Club? Folks, what are you waiting on here? We're talking $8.99 a month so you can grab yourself a drink once every two hours. It is fantastic. And let me tell you something. They've expanded the Unlimited Sip Club. So not only can you get your hot or iced coffee or your hot or iced tea, now you can get the fountain drink. So if you want to grab yourself a soda or check this out. Okay, we are talking about the charged lemonades, strawberry lemon mint, 
Fuji apple cranberry or the mango yuzu citrus. Okay, these are clean energy drinks, folks. Okay, we're talking about guarana and green coffee extract. Gives you a nice little boost. It certainly keeps me charged up to deliver the best episodes of Duke Loves Wrestling for you. So what are you waiting on? Visit your local Panera Bread or go to PaneraBread.com. Sign up for the Unlimited Sip Club. Enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is here this weekend, June 11th and June 12th. It's the third River City Wrestling Con, the annual event, Northeast Florida's annual pro wrestling fan convention. And I am your host, the young Professor Matt Grafer, excited to be back for my third time here. And folks, if you're not here, well... I don't know what to tell you. You've heard about it. You've heard it on Duke's show. You've seen it all across social media. This is the place to be. The stars are going to be descending upon Jacksonville, Florida. We've got the Hardy Boys. We've got Bret Hart. We've got Booker T, Diamond Dallas Page, the New Age Outlaws, Kevin Nash, and the list goes on and on. Stars of yesterday, stars of today, and even the stars of tomorrow. Join us this weekend, and if you can't, well, keep it here to Duke's to Duke Loves Wrestling and catch up on everything that you missed. It is going to be an absolute blast. I'm going to be covering some panels this weekend, working with some of the top names in the business. And when I'm not doing that, I'll be making sure our fans are having the most fun possible and calling some live professional wrestling matches on commentary alongside my longtime commentary partner, the man they call Sticks. Join us this weekend. That's June 11th and 12th in Jacksonville, Florida for the River City Wrestling Con. Well, the young professor, I'll tell you right now, man, you are my favorite, not only ring announcer, but commentator on the independent wrestling scene today. Definitely my favorite when it comes to just covering all different types of sports. Quick on your feet as well. I mean, I asked you to plug the River City Wrestling Con just, you know, right off the top of your head and you were able to just freestyle like that, man, and deliver a solid promo. Where does that come from? Your ability to think on your feet like that and just knock it out of the park where does that come from, man? I work in live entertainment and, and a lot, and, and not just in professional wrestling. I, I'm working in front of crowds most nights per week. You usually only get one shot at something, and you've got to get your message across clearly, uh, concisely, and in an entertaining fashion. And I've been doing that for years now, for thousands and thousands of reps. So uh, I guess at this point, when somebody asks me to do it, I, I'm used to having to jump in and do something like that more often than not. So I never mind having to do that. It's always a pleasure because it's you know one of the few things I'm good at. So why not do it while I'm on here? You know, the River City Wrestling Con is basically home turf for you, Professor. You've been involved, you know, really from the early stages. And just to see this thing continue to grow, all the major names in pro wrestling, these Hall of Famers, the stars from yesterday, today and tomorrow. I mean, how does it feel to see this convention continue to grow and get bigger and bigger every year. I'll tell you this. I'm remarkably excited about it because we've been doing it now. I want to say three years. It's really been four just because we had uh, the year off in between with 2020. But this is the third annual event. And you're right. It has grown tremendously. And I remember the first event and having the opportunity to be a part of it while I was still very, very young in my own career in sports and entertainment. And I felt like it was a big deal. And it was, 
but it's bigger than ever now. I mean, the kinds of names that we're attracting and we're still attracting. I mean, even this week, we have added multiple guests that are going to be there. Uh, Renee Michelle just joined us as of this week. Ron Simmons just decided to come and be a part of the show this week. I mean, it's garnering the attention of superstars. And I mean that word very seriously, superstars. Some of the biggest, most renowned names in the entire industry are taking notice of what we're doing. And it's just really, really incredible to see. And on my side of it, it's just an even more incredible thing to be a part of, to get a chance to rub elbows and and help facilitate a show like this that so many top-tier athletes and personalities from the world of professional wrestling and beyond want to be a part of is just incredible, man. I, I can't even really truly describe it to you, Duke, because I've, I've been doing it a while and my life feels like a fever dream. You know, at, at heart, I'm still a fan of all of this. And the fact that uh, I'm now a professional in it and get it to be a part of it, and I play that role very well, uh, the fan part of me still just can't believe where I am and, and what it is we get to do. And, and River City Wrestling Con is a great example of, uh, of how that all comes together each year. You know, Professor, you and I have been friends for about six years now. And when we think about how much you've accomplished through the years, and especially in 2022, I mean, legitimately, you have performed in front of over 100,000 people combined this year. If we were to get a time machine and go back to six years ago, would you believe then that in 2022, you would be achieving so much tremendous success? I mean, because it it really is something fascinating. And and it's not a long period of time for you to go from cold to where you are today. Would the young professor from six years ago believe this today? Absolutely not. Uh, I mean, if if we go, because if you go the, the proper timeline, I mean, six years ago, I was still just a trivia host. Uh, I don't even know if I picked up the moniker of the young professor yet. I might have just, I might've just started it, but I wasn't even working in sports six years ago. It wasn't even something I had truly given any real thought to. So the fact that I'm here now, uh, these six years later from the time I really started in my infancy of my career as an entertainer to be where I'm at right now is unbelievable. And it's something I reflect on often because it makes me feel grateful each and every day. And that's what I really try to focus on is not necessarily my goals and what I want to do moving forward, although I do have them and there are things I still want to accomplish. I never feel empty or I I try not to make sure that I feel like I haven't quite made it as far as I want yet because I can look back and I can look at that guy from six years ago and I can see how far he's come. And that has so much reward built into it. And it's just an incredible thing to feel each and every day. And I've been really trying, especially this year, to focus on that. And it's given me a lot of energy and it's helping me really do a lot more by just being grateful of how far I've come. It's helping me to move further into the future. You know, with strong success uh, comes ego. And I know a lot of folks look at ego, they hear that word, they think about it, and it's like, oh, ego is such a bad thing. It's not always a bad thing. You know, ego can make the difference between tremendous success and tremendous failure. You know what I mean? Because when you believe that you're the best, you can will yourself to perform as the best. And you can actually convince the world that, yeah, that person actually is the best. They are the top in their industry. They are operating 
at the uh, top level in their craft, so to speak. I wonder about something, though. And, you know, it's it's funny because I was talking to Ron Simmons about this, too. How does your family react to you, the young professor, Matt Grafer, going from being, you know, dad, husband, regular guy, very sharp guy, uh, you know, pretty well accomplished guy, but just a regular guy at home to being this, for lack of a better term, I mean, you're a star. You're a person who's in high demand in various different sports industry because you truly are the best of the best out there right now. Does the family humble you at all? Do they do they try to knock you down a few pegs to make sure that your head doesn't get too big? Do they keep that ego in check? Oh, her and my children are very good at humbling me right back down to earth, Duke. There's no question about it. When I'm here, I'm just some guy. You know, that's and and that's good. I think that's good for me because it helps keep you grounded, right? It gives you a little bit of balance. Um, not that I like to big time anybody or, or act or feel like a big shot, but sometimes you do get caught up in the world you're in and, and the cool opportunities you're a part of. I think that's normal for people to feel once in a while. But when I get home, I'm just dad or I'm just Matt. And um I don't I can't say honestly that I love that all the time, but I can say that I think it's good for me. And they uh they remind me very quickly. Although I will say that, you know, with some of the things we've gotten to do this year and in recent years altogether, there are those moments where they'll come with me. Uh, even last week, last week we got a chance to take an impromptu vacation up to Savannah, Georgia. The the Savannah Bananas asked me to come and be a part of their their show and a couple of games last week. And they, they put us up at a, a very, very nice hotel uh, with uh, tremendous accommodations. And it's also happens to be one of the most fun places and fun experiences on earth. So when we got there and my kids and my wife got to see where we were staying and, and the things they'd get to do, they, they kind of looked at me a little different. They, I got the feeling they were like, yeah, I guess you're okay. Yes, you're all right. I guess we'll put up with you a little, <laughs> a little bit longer. You know, I don't know if you noticed this, Professor, but one of the things that I love to ask you, especially as the years continue to grow, as you move further and further up the ladder, what are some of the perks? What are some of the moments? What are some of the things, whether it be meeting particular people or being able to have access to particular places, particular experiences? What are the things that you've been allowed to do because you are who you are, the young professor, especially in 2022. Talk to me about the perks, man. What have you been able to accomplish that wouldn't have happened if you weren't who you are? I don't know. I I think some of it for me goes back to 2021. Um, And really, and I'm going to shift gears away from wrestling sort of in a in a way, but, but not really. Um, and that's my, my mentor and the owner of the Savannah bananas, uh, Jesse Cole, because uh, a year ago, just over a year ago, I didn't know who he was and I didn't know what that team was. I, I thought that was just another minor league baseball team. And, and I quickly discovered more about this guy who was running this remarkably entertaining baseball team. Uh, it's sports entertainment. That's why I say it's not completely foreign to wrestling is because it's sports entertainment is what I would call it. Like it is a sport because it's baseball, but it is all about maximum entertainment and getting crowds involved and invested and in trying to build stories and characters. It has so many parallels to professional wrestling. And 
when I first found out about him and started listening to some of his interviews and then bought his first book, it genuinely changed my life, Duke. And I made it a point to start learning as much as I could. I, I started listening to his podcast and then I actually sought out to meet him and go uh, find an opportunity to go to one of their games, which I was fortunate enough to do. And it eventually turned into an opportunity to join this team, uh, which is, I mean, we just did a world tour this year with them and we've had coverage. We were just on CBS uh, morning news on Sunday morning. Uh, we were on HBO real sports with Bryant Gumble about two weeks ago. We've got an entire documentary series coming out all about us in on uh, ESPN plus. And through that experience, I have learned so, so much about entertainment. And I think it has made me a night and day better performer than when I started. And I think that's something that I don't mind sharing here because it's something I figured out a little while ago was if you want to get better at this, because I know a lot of your audience, Duke, is not just traditional wrestling fans. You've got a lot of wrestlers. You've got a lot of other personalities, commentators, uh, announcers, and, and other people, uh, maybe even journalists that cover this. I think if you want to get better at your trade, you need to soak up as much knowledge as possible. And not all of that knowledge necessarily needs to come directly from within your industry. I started off just kind of listening to podcasts like Duke Loves Wrestling and, and kind of hearing as many of the wrestlers and personalities as I could. And I would listen to something to wrestle with, uh, with Bruce Pritchard and, and learning and 83 weeks and, and, you know, the Conrad Thompson shows. I learned a lot about wrestling. And then I started listening to other podcast that had things about growth and development and learning from other industries. And as I did that, I was able to start integrating tools and knowledge from other places that have made me become better in business, in the business of marketing myself uh, as an entertainment entity, but have also helped me to succeed as a performer in order to get myself more opportunities and to understand more things that have helped me personally. And as someone who calls himself the professor, who actually was a professor and still is a teacher, that's something that I, I really want to share with your audience is there is so much benefit to knowledge and you never know who you might tune into and listen to that can give you some insights or even some recommendations of things that you can learn that can make you better. But if you're not out there trying to find it, if you're not out there listening to things that have the potential to teach you something, then you're shortchanging yourself and you're not going to find opportunities to move forward and you're not going to get to work with bigger names. And, and that's that kind of takes us back to the question you asked me is what big names have you kind of gotten to be around now that you're the young professor? And the answer is all of them, but it's all because I have really taken a lot of initiative in finding ways to better myself, to put myself in a place where I belong in the conversation, where someone trusts me enough to be the host of something like the River City Wrestling Con, where I can sit down and I can introduce people like Bret Hart. I can sit down and do a panel interview with the New Age Outlaws, guys that I grew up watching. A few years ago, I don't know that I was necessarily the guy qualified to do that, but by bettering myself and finding ways to educate myself and give myself a platform that puts me in that conversation. Here we are today. You know, I love that. I love the fact that you're able to reflect and, you know, put yourself over, man, because you've earned it. You, you 
truly are that damn good. So you should be celebrating that. You should be pointing that out. And certainly these are major milestones, major accomplishments that you're pointing out there. You kind of remind me of a young guy, and he's going to be at the River City Wrestling Con. I'm talking about Jay Bougie. Okay, this is a man from the New York City area, New Jersey area, and he's bringing his main squeeze, Shayla. You know, she's a she's a top model. She's a chef. She is a Swiss Army knife. She can do it all, man. And she can beat you up, too, if you if you step out of line. But what I love about Jay Bougie is that he's been calling out Florida and he's saying that he's going to come to the River City Wrestling Con and take over. He's called out the black nature boy, Scoot Andrews, you know, got that swagger, that whole East Coast swagger there. What do you think of that, Professor, especially as a guy like yourself who has bought into the importance of respecting yourself, appreciating yourself, believing in yourself and not being afraid to let the world know, you know something, I'm this damn good. You better believe it. What's your take on Jay Bougie and and his uh, main squeeze, Shayla? Well, as somebody who was born and raised uh, 20 minutes outside of New York City, who now runs his mouth in Florida, I respect the hustle is all I can say. Now, I didn't do it as a wrestler, and I might have taken a little more time to get out of the gate from the time I moved here to the time I started all of this. But uh, I welcome a guy like Jay Bougie. I like how brash he is being. I like that he's got a big mouth about it, and he's creating some buzz and some attention for himself. Because let's face it, that's how you get ahead here, right? Uh, You know, closed mouths don't get fed. So if he is willing to put himself out there, then he might find uh, some good opportunities. He might also find some good opposition. Fortunately for him as a professional wrestler, I think he's ready for combat. So uh, being down here, I think uh, he should learn as much as he speaks and just kind of keep an eye and an ear out for things. And if he does that, I think uh, he'll have a very nice visit to Florida one way or the other. Professor, you know, you're always a welcome guest here on Duke Loves Wrestling. We continue to grow together through the years, man, and it's just, it's fun. I love having you on. You know, the audience loves hearing from you and just seeing your progress. It's fantastic. Let everybody know the best way that they can keep track of you and everything that you have going on. Plug away, young professor. For sure. I mean, of course, tune into all things River City Wrestling Con to see uh, all the stuff we put together from the panel interviews to the matches, which all of that is shaping up to be amazing. Uh, but if you're looking to follow me directly, you can catch me on Facebook at The Young Professor. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at MG The Young Professor and over on the Twitter machine at Young Professor G. Professor, before I let you go, you know there's going to be a lot of -of out-of-towners there for the River City Wrestling Con. So for folks who are not necessarily familiar with the Jacksonville area there, do you have any food suggestions? I mean, where can they get a decent bite to eat in between enjoying the River City Wrestling Con? Oh, man. Uh, You want me to give some plugs? Well, it depends what you're looking for. Uh, I will say that uh, if you like Mexican food, not too terribly far away is a place called Cantina Louie, which I love. They got a few spots throughout Northeast Florida. Uh, That's a personal favorite spot of mine. Uh, If you are an anime fan or uh, and and you like some uh, some noodles, you like to get some of that there soup. uh, There is a cool Dragon Ball Z themed restaurant also not too far away called Supa Saiyan as an S 
O-U-P-A, Super Saiyan. That's a cool spot to check out while you're in the Jacksonville area. And if you don't mind going a little bit further, it's a little taste of Texas. It's about 30 minutes away from Jack's, but we've got a Bucky's in St. Augustine. And I am a big Bucky's guy now that we have a couple of those here. Yo, Jacksonville, look who's back. That's right, baby. It's me. It is DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing. The master of the Diamond Cutter, the three-time world champion, WWE Hall of Famer, and founder and CEO of DDP Yoga is coming back to Jacksonville in 2022, June 11, 2022, River City Wrestling Con, baby. That's right. Diamond Dallas Page will be there with a host of other legends and I want to see you there so right now don't waste a second when you get out of the arena tonight you go right to rivercitywrestlingcon.com and get your tickets now baby to feel the I'm Harry Burkett, senior writer with Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And I'm Kevin McElvaney, editor-in-chief of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Duke Love Wrestling. Hey, this is Stunt Marshall, and you're listening to Duke Love Wrestling. June 11th, you're going to see Stunt Marshall step in the ring for the very first time against EC3. EC3 may be able to control his own narrative, but he can't control one thing about me, and that is hates. EC3, June 11th is going to be the last day you're in control. But <laughs> besides EC3, come out the 11th and 12th of June to River City Wrestling Con. There's going to be so many stars from yesteryears and stars of the future. And Stunt Marshall is going to be there both days, dare I say it. Yes, I did. Both days. Come check us out June 11th, Jacksonville, Florida at the Jacksonville Fairgrounds, right next to the stadium. If you went over the bridge, you went too far. Hey. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, Duke. I am, I'm very over in Jacksonville, just not in the important parts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Last year, I was only supposed to have one match, and that was supposed to be St Scott Steiner. That was, a, that was a big match for me. Um, I was very honored to have that match. But um, I got a call the next morning. I was getting ready to head to the con. I was heading there a little late because I didn't have to wrestle that day. And uh, uh, John Davis um, had uh, fallen ill. He asked me to wrestle JTG, and I was like, yes. Uh, JTG has uh, been one of my favorite wrestlers since I was a kid. So I, I jumped to that immediately. And uh, the year before that, uh, dang, who did I wrestle? The year? No, the first year there, I wrestled Effie. That was, a, that was an interesting match. That's the only time Effie and I ever faced each other as well. That was a good time. Well, I hope you know that Effie was uh, on the show earlier today. Hey. So is there, is there going to be any heat when you and Effie see each other at the con this year, or have you guys patched things up since that match? Oh, that match was in 2019. We are good and golden right now, baby. 
Effie, Effie, I got I got some feelings for Effie. Effie's right there. <laughs> Effie's right there. Not not over here, but right there. <laughs> He's right there. He's right there. You know, last year you cut a promo on Scott Steiner where you actually showed up <laughs> at Shoney's and people were just going nuts over that. I mean, what was that all about? What are you, what are you doing showing up at his show? And it wasn't even open, man. I think it actually closed, actually. And he probably closed it because of you. What was that all about? Hey, 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 I can tell you this. It was not because of me. Okay. So a couple of years ago, I, I uh, moved up to uh, Kennesaw, Georgia. And, you know, um, <laughs> I did some snooping around and I found out there was a Shoney's that belonged to the Steiners. I was like, oh, fuck, I, I, excuse me. Sorry, I got to go to the Shoney's, right? I got I got to go check the Shoney's out. So I <laughs> I hightail it over there. It's closed. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that sucks. And then a couple months later, I get the info about, hey, you're wrestling Scott Steiner at uh, <laughs> River City Wrestling Con. I was like, okay. And then about a week later, it clicked. Oh, <laughs> I got to go looking for Scott. <laughs> And uh, sad to say, he was not there because the place shut down. Uh, I don't know if it was, was because of COVID or, you know, being bad at math, but the place shut down. <laughs> well, he, he beat the hell out of you because you were messing with him at his Shoney's there. So I, I, I'm surprised <laughs> you were able to, uh, you know, walk after that because that was one of his first matches back in the ring. And he, he certainly took a, a whole lot of frustration out on you, bro. Uh, oh, he was big mad. Big man, there was a there was one part of it uh, where he pulled me aside. He was like, "Hey man, I saw that promo." I was like, "Hey man, <laughs> it was just a promo, brother. <laughs> We're just trying to get the people hyped, brother." And he was like, "It's not me. You got to worry about." <laughs> I was like, "Oh really?" And uh, Rick's just give me the dead eyes. I'm just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Ooh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> So I'm just over here like, ah, you know what? <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm chilling. But no, he did beat the tar out of me in that match. Like, <laughs> it was uncalled for because uh, at the beginning of the match, he, he finds a random chair and just hits me with it. Not even a regular folding chair. He hits me with an actual chair. I was like, dang, <laughs> what's next? What are you going to do to me next? Incredible. Yeah. And don't forget, you know, Braun, Ber Braun Breaker is out there nowadays yeah. so yeah you might yeah, still gotta, have some heat waiting for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially down in florida <laughs> oh man dang i might get jumped this year so so what's your what's your deal there stud i mean are you like the original florida man because you just seem to be <laughs> so out there uh people never know what to expect when you come through man what's what's the real story with you that's a man that is a deep question hold up now <laughs> Let me get my wits about myself as I watched the wall beat up Lex Luger. <laughs> Thunder was terrible. But, um, you know, man, I, I like to think I'm a hardworking wrestler. And um, I, I'm, I'm just striving to be different. I don't want to be like everybody else that's on the indies or in, in the professional world. Yes, I do have Hulk Hogan's mustache. So we'll, let's get that out the way. But this mustache doesn't define me. It's my, my ability to be able to mold myself into whatever I need to do that night or whatever I need to do to get over. And it's, it's hard to explain. Like, I always have problems with questions like this. What, what's my deal? I really don't know, man. I'm just trying to, you know, get over. <laughs>
Well, taking on EC3 is certainly going to put you in a position where people are going to have an opinion. You know, so yes. people people love them, people hate them, people there's not really much in between. So, <laughs> what do you expect is going to happen during that match? Are you going to have the crowd behind you uh, with that Florida connection, or do you think you're going to get booed out of the building? CYN does a lot of stuff in Florida. I think that's where they originated. So it, it might be a split ski. You know, it might be half for him, half for me. Be you, you, uh, you really won't know until you uh, see it live at the River City Wrestling Con on June 11th. <laughs> but uh, sorry, I had to plug it. Um, you, you won't, um, you won't, um, like I won't, because uh, a lot of people are opini- opinionated about what he, what he's doing to wrestling and how his vision of wrestling should be. And my opinion on it is like everybody has their own vision of wrestling. He's just voicing it, and everybody's getting upset about it. You know, everybody has their own opinion of it. Well, it's interesting. You know, Stump, where, where have you, uh, where did you get your training? Because you're a guy that seems to have your fundamentals down pretty well. And, and all these veterans, you know, they're more than happy to step in the ring with you. Who taught you how to do what you do? Well, like, I'm going to be honest with you. When I uh, first came up, I did some backyard stuff. That was, uh, I did that for years. But it wasn't like, you know, we're wrestling on cars or mattresses. Or, you know, we had rings like there was literally like four cities in Georgia that we used to travel around to. <laughs> and well, just a different backyard people wrestling, different backyard people and like in rings, like actual rings. But we, we didn't know what we were doing. We were just out there doing moves, having fun. But um, it was actually when I uh, <laughs> uh, before I started wrestling, like uh, pro wrestling, I was like, I'm, I went to college. And I was in college one day, and one of the um, ladies I grew up with, one of my friends, her name was Heather Miller, she, um, she gave me a call. She was like, hey, guess who's at my house? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. She was like, uh, Mario Gennetti's at my house. Boy, I left class so fast. Didn't even tell the teacher why. I just got up, walked out, <laughs> zoomed over to her house, and I just got over there and started talking to him, telling her how much of a big fan I was, how much you know, how much I was into wrestling and I always wanted to do it. And he was like, well, well, uh, I could, I could help you out with that. I I was like, what? (laughs) He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give you some pointers and whatnot. So Mario took me under his wing originally for, for a little bit, for about a year. Mario Janae was my OG trainer. That was back in 2010, 2011, (laughs) when I first started. And then, um, uh, the past two years, the reason I moved up to Atlanta because I started training at the Nightmare Factory. Oh wow! And so, so who's your who's your main coach at the Nightmare Factory? Um, there's uh, the main coaches we have right now is uh, Luke Sampson, uh, Bear and Black, uh, and Glacier, and QT's uh, there um, a lot of the times as well, and Cody's there when he can. But mainly, it's Luke Sampson, Bear and Black, and Glacier because. Uh, there are camps and then there's like regular class and then we um, we're part of the advanced class. So we're there. They're chilling. <laughs> wow. So so what does it feel like to be at the Nightmare Factory? You know, you're training with all of these big names on the indies. You know, you got a guy like Glacier who made a lot of money being on TV every week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you got some big stars there, man. What does it feel like to to be trained by them? And you started with Marty Jannetty. I mean, literally one of the yeah. greatest uh, tag team wrestlers of all time. What's what's that whole experience been like being trained by all of this these these mega stars, man? It's um, 
like sometimes I don't even believe you. Like, uh, like I'm I'm able to share the ring with um, some of the people that come through there. It's a uh, it's it's a blessing. It's a, it's a great it's a great blessing because if I would have done this ten years ago, like if I would went to like the Nightmare Factory before I went to Marty or to a, a reputable school like that, um, I feel like um, things would have been a whole lot different. But I. I'm so glad that I took the journey that I have gone on because I wouldn't have learned a lot of the things I've done on my own. But uh, having all of them there is uh, it's a, it's a great tool to have because like you could pick anybody's brain and they're not going to be like, hey, man, nah, I'm good today. Or like, nah, I'm not going to tell you anything. Everybody's willing to give you knowledge if you're there to seek it. You know what I'm saying? So what's what's the story with outside the ring? Because I, I hear that you're a pretty popular guy at the at the bars all around Florida. You know what I mean? All the, everybody, everybody hey man, wants stuff. Marshall, stories of, listen, bro. Stories, brother? You know, I've I, I've heard some stories, man. Is it so? What's, oh, this, what's the real story here? Are you uh, the life of the party most of the time? Hey, man, I told you who I was trained by. <laughs> Nobody party like Marty, brother. <laughs> incredible, incredible. So, 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 where's the where's the big after party going to be happening after the River City Wrestling Car? Where where can we see and, Stunt uh, Marshall? We, we we usually don't decide until like day of. I may throw I may throw something up on Twitter or Instagram or something like that. But we usually usually the past couple of years we ended up in Riverside, uh, Jacksonville. You know, we ended up at the place. Uh, uh freaking maybe keg and coin because you know we like to play video games and get hammered that's always a good time i'm not i'm not an avid gamer like i don't play Fortnite or anything like that but a good arcade man <laughs> that's some fun right there <laughs> give you these hands in tekken street fighter you don't want none of this marvelous capcom nobody wants any of this <laughs> incredible incredible listen <laughs> one thing about stunt marshall he is going to cut promos and talk trash all day long. The man said he's not a gamer, but you don't want these hands in in, in, in uh, Tekken or Street Fighter. I mean, come on. <laughs> but like if, if you give me like a PlayStation remote and ask me to play Tekken, you're probably you're going to whoop my ass. If you if we have an arcade in front of us, like, you know, a, a classic box boy. Nah, you ain't getting it. <laughs> you are not getting it. <laughs> well, dude, I, I think this could be a thing. Now, you know, you can buy those little plug and play arcades where you actually have a little arcade uh, joystick that you literally plug into your TV and it's full of like old school games. Have you ever oh, seen yeah. one of those? Yeah, um, actually, like anytime I go down to Florida, I'm from Jacksonville, right? Um, I, was, yeah, I was born there at least, you know, I haven't been there. I haven't lived there in forever, but it's probably like 20 years, maybe 25. But anyway. <laughs> every time I go down there, I, I go stay at my mom's house. You know, I'm not going to pay for a room, <laughs> free boarding. <laughs> and, you know, family time is always a good time. I enjoy them. Uh, it, uh, that's, that's why I'm so adamant about going back to Jacksonville all the time. Cause like I get to see my family because I usually don't because I'm always so busy uh, making other loops, but uh, my mom, oh, I'm getting off. I'm getting off uh, topic. My mom has one of those little plug and play arcade games. <laughs> So sometimes uh, when I get down there, I get after I get done with a show, I go out for a little bit, come home. My mom's still up. <laughs> We're going to play some arcade games and uh, don't tell anybody. She be whipping my ass and everything. <laughs> some dig dug, uh, some jousting like uh, she has a high score in Space Invaders. I can't beat it. 
my mom's a my mom's an OG when it comes to some video games. Okay, Arcade so breaking games. news here: Mrs. Marshall, Star Marshall's <laughs> mom, is the OG when it comes to video games. She's kicking his butt. You yes. know, it, it, <laughs> so you, you might have to take her to the arcade with you, bro. Oh no, man, I can't because <laughs> if I get beat by my mom, there no one is going to let me in to he uh, hear the end of it at all. Like <laughs> it could be three years from now, someone's going to tweet, "Hey, you remember that time Stunt Marshall got his ass whipped by his mom <laughs> and Frogger? Dang, ooh, they they gonna roast me again." <laughs> Incredible, incredible, <laughs> incredible. Once again, Stunt Marshall, this guy's all over the place, but not only is he going to be at the River City Wrestling Con this weekend, he's going yeah. to be invading an arcade somewhere in somewhere the area. <laughs> so you'll have a chance to party with Stunt Marshall the whole way through here. I love it. This guy is all nothing but fun, which is a great time there. This is exactly why you got to check out the River City Wrestling Con. And don't forget, Stunt's going to be taking on EC3. EC3. That's, that might be the match of the, of the weekend there, folks. So you definitely want to there, check that out. There's going to be trouble that weekend. <laughs> there's going to be trouble because there's a lot of great uh, matchups uh, that same day. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Low-key versus uh, uh, Jason Fatu. Is it Jason Fatu? Yeah. Uh, Jacob. Jacob Fatu. My, I said Jason like an idiot. But uh, Low-key versus uh, Jacob Fatu is going to be... A barn burner. Those guys are going to beat the tar of each other. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be something else, man. You better believe it. And, you know, we got other folks like the Renegade Twins in action, Tiffany in the air. Oh, Edna, yeah. The Black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews, is going to be Scoot taking Andrews. on Kiko Harris to see who has the best drop kick in all of wrestling. So, I mean, man, it's, I'm going to tell you this something. right now. It's uh -oh. Kiko Harris. It, Kiko Harris has the best drop kick of all time. <laughs> I don't know. Um, if you ever seen that video of this man drop kicking me in slow motion, <laughs> but like <laughs> this man almost decapitated me. <laughs> this drop now, kick is so flawless. <laughs> now, so you're going to get yourself in trouble with the veteran, man. Scoot Andrews is literally a legend out there. And here oh. you are, you're trying to, you're trying to sell him short. So if Scoot, I'm not you selling up, you, I'm not <laughs> selling you short, Scoot. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. White man can jump and Kiko Harris got a drop kick, brother. You know what I'm saying? Because that dude, man, did you see the oh man, the one he did to me, like literally he drop kicked me, boom. I got to the corner. I didn't know where I was. I didn't I didn't even think I was in a ring at that moment. He comes up to me, I'm like, hey, get off me. I don't know what's going on here, man. Leave me alone. It took me about 20 seconds to be like, all right, I am a human. And this is a, a, a show of some sorts. That, that <laughs> he, is an uh, he knocked me silly. <laughs> that, that is an endorsement if I've ever heard one. Jesus Christ. Get, oh, no. The, the one he hit on uh, Eli. What's his name? Eli. Uh, dang, I forget his last name. But from uh, the Culture Inc., Eli. Eli. I think I keep forgetting his last name. I'm terrible at names. I'm sorry. When Kiko dry kicked me, like I got a little concussion. I didn't go to the doctor. So he got a little worse probably. But... Uh, uh, he drop kicked him last year and somehow he drop kicked him and the same rotation landed on top of him for a pin. <laughs> this man's drop kick just keeps improving. Uh, his evolution of drop kicks is uh, very impressive. <laughs> that is incredible. That is incredible. <laughs> and now I got to see Scoots. It's like, if Scoots is better, bro, <laughs> we're in trouble. 
We that is, are in trouble. Yeah, it's going to be a battle for sure. Listen, Stone, why don't you let everybody know the best way that they can reach out to you if they want to follow you and see what kind of trouble you get yourself into? Oh, yeah, yeah I'm out here putting over everybody else. <laughs> anyway, you want to check out Stunt Marshall? There are many avenues. Um, uh, I'm on Twitter uh, um, at Stunt Marshall. Um, Instagram, the Stunt Marshall. Snapchat, Stunt Marshall. I just got kicked out of TikTok, so I'm going to have to wait 30 days before I make a new one, but it's probably going to be at Stunt Marshall as well. And then if you still get on Facebook, there's a Stunt Marshall page on there. And there's also a Stunt Marshall YouTube and what am I, um, soon going to be a Stunt Marshall Twitch. So uh, look out for that one. <laughs> it's going to be lit. Hi, this is Earl Oliver from Sully Finish Wrestling. This is Raj Geary with WrestlingInc.com. This is Sean Reed, boxing writer and undercover low-key wrestling fan. And you're listening to Duke Love Wrestling. Woo! Folks, as always, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>